Ramsey Network, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help you get control of your money, get ahead in your career, and get on the path to living well. I'm George Campbell, your host, joined today by Rachel Cruz, best-selling author, Ramsey personality, host of The Rachel Cruz Show, and we are here for you, America, taking your calls about life and money. 888-825-5225 is the number to call, and Megan is kicking us off this hour in Dallas, Texas. Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. How are y'all? We're happy to take it. Doing great. How can we help? Okay, so, excuse me. So, um, from growing up as a kid, my parents always taught me to save my money and to not go into debt, and they're both our finance and accounting majors, and so I'm going to college this fall, and so I've been saving my money, and I have a little under 15000 and then I have about, I'm sorry, 3000 from financial aid, and I plan on not working my first semester and focusing on grades so that my next semester I can get grants and scholarships for grades and then get a job. So my question is, how can I better balance saving money and having fun in college as well as stay in my budget? Great question. I love that you're even asking this. You're like one of the most mature college students I've ever encountered. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. So are you, is this college paid for? Um, so I'll be paying from. I'll be paying for it. No, no help from mom and dad. No savings no there. You're cash flowing this. Yep. What does it cost each semester or each year? Um, I think it's about tuitions. Like, well, at least for me, it's like two thousand. Two thousand a semester. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking four grand a year for four years. Yeah, just about. Okay, so that's sixteen thousand total, and so that's our number we're aiming for. You have fifteen thousand in the bank. Right. And you have 3000 which is financial aid. Is that actual cash? That yeah, that's like a Pell Grant money. Okay, great. Sometimes I look back at my financial aid package, and it was a bunch of loans. So I just wanted to make sure they weren't giving you a $3,000 loan as a gift. No, no, it's no loans. Great. And that's being applied to your first year, the 3000 So it's um, split. So it's like, I think it's like a 1000 and like 300 for the fall semester, and then the rest goes to winter. Okay, cool. And then where are you living? I'll be living like on campus. Does that, that's not included in the tuition. So how are you paying for that? To my 15000 Oh, uh, okay. And do you know how much yeah. that costs each year? Um, not sure how much it is per year. Okay. How, do you know per semester? Um, per semester is um, 1359 Cool. I, what, I'm not trying to pop quiz you here. I'm trying to figure no, out. No, you're good. Are you no, going to be good. able to cash flow it? And if so, is there any money left over? And what kind of good time are we going to need to have here? What are your actual expenses going to be in college? Uh, do, you, do you have a meal plan through the school? No, I'll be making my own food. Awesome. Okay, living on campus, making your own food. So we need a food budget. Right. And beyond that, you're going to need some a little bit of fun money. And are you paying right. any other expenses? Do you have a car there? Is there fuel, insurance? No, my parent, I'm, I'm on my family plan for insurance, and then I won't have a car, so it'll just, I'll just be walking everywhere. Okay, cool. And a cell phone? Um, nope, I'm on my family plan. Okay, That's cool. Great. So I would, have you made a budget yet uh, to put this all on paper and figure out what it's going to look like? Um, I have like partly, I just, I, I haven't put everything together of like all my expenses and like food budget or the rent for like the full year. I haven't done that yet. Cool. 
well, we're going to gift you one year of every dollar premium so that you can make that plan for every single dollar you have coming in, every dollar you have, because the goal here is cash flow college. And the second right. goal is let's have a good time and have some margin with money to have fun and have some entertainment in there as well and not be, you know, but you should be struggling as a college student. That's normal. But you can also right. have fun while you're at it. Yeah. And Megan, you're in a great position. I'm really proud of you. I mean, you got $15,000 saved. You have some grant money, like you said, and then you're going to be working. You're going to be able to do all of this and your living is great. I mean, 1300 per semester. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. Um, you know, from a, from a budgeting standpoint, and you have the money. I mean, it's just, it, it all is flowing really well. And I think for you, it's just to be to stay on top of it and to have a plan. And I can tell, even by the way you're asking these questions, is to make sure that when you have money to, yeah, have a great time, which is part of college too, right? And so budgeting that though, to give you the freedom and the reassurance and the peace to know, okay, the big stuff is taken care of. So I actually can enjoy myself with the money that I have for fun money. And to your point about not working, wanting to focus on your grades, I think it's great. But I also found when we did the Borrowed Future podcast, we cited a study that found that if you work 15 to 20 hours a week part-time while in school, they actually have a higher GPA than those that don't work. Is that shocking? That is, yes. <laughs> and I think it makes sense when you think about it because you go, well, those people really need to have some discipline. They got to right. budgeted all of their time very wisely. And therefore, they're not, you know, just frivolously hanging out, trying to have a good time. They're focused. They're doing their schoolwork. They're going to work. They're having fun in the meantime. And I'm, you can still have a life and work 15 hours a week in college. And that could provide enough to cash flow to where you have money to have fun. And so I think that might be the antidote to this problem is working because it allows you to have a good time. And if you find your grades slipping because of work, then dial it back and let's take, take a semester off of that. Okay, got it. Thanks so much for the call. We'll make sure Austin picks up and gifts you every dollar premium. Along with that, I'm going to give you Financial Peace University. Watch it with your friends in the dorm. That'll be fun, right? Wow, George. You're Rachel, a good you time. did that. You're as a great a, time. When you were in college, I'm sure you were watching Financial Peace University. I was like, oh, yeah, guys, come come here. Come here, all my Chi Omega sisters. And I knew you were Chi Omega. We're going we're gonna to watch this lesson on dumping debt. Can I be honest, Rachel? I didn't know like what a sorority really was what? until really? I moved to the South. Oh, really? And I went to this private little Christian college. We yeah. didn't even have like Greek life. Man, it's a thing. Like I didn't under, I'm Middle Eastern. I thought Greek life was like you eat hummus. Like I didn't understand <laughs> that that's what it meant. And so my <laughs> wife went to Arkansas. She was Chi Omega. She was on the she prom squad. Kyo? Yes. You guys really? need to bro down about that. We need to do the secret handshake. But I'm still confused about <laughs> it. Okay. One. Here's the thing with sororities and tell me, prove me wrong. Okay. Set me straight. Yeah, Whatever yeah, you got to do. I can. I can. You pay a whole bunch of money. <laughs> For friends. To live basically in the White House and have like servant people bring you meals. Okay, hold on. They had a private chef. I did the University of Tennessee when I was there. They do now, but we did not have sorority houses. We had a sorority dorm at the University of Tennessee because of an old law in Tennessee, which is fascinating that a certain number of women legally could not live in a house. So they had to like get the law. Yes. What kind of old timey antiquated Tennessee? You know how there's random laws in in states that it's like, wait, what? Like it's one of those. So interesting. Somehow they got it removed or whatever. So now the University of Tennessee does have sorority dorms. 
We did not. We had dorms, and I did. So I did sorority, and I did Young Life. I was a Young Life leader, so Good. I I did you the mix of all of it. But it was a great time. I mean, I it was so fun. I believe it. Whitney says the same thing, but I'm like that sets you up for failure to live in a really nice house, have everyone no, cook for you, and do your laundry. The the rooms look like dorm rooms, though. In these houses, they're not like it's not like legally blonde. I've been or to something. the University of Arkansas of, campus. Are you look? Are you thinking of legally these blonde? Houses, no, I'm not. Th- look, I'm never thinking oh of gosh, legally they blonde. Look Please beautiful. know that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> they look beautiful, but the inside are like dorm rooms. We're going to so. get the show back on the rail oh soon, folks. More of it coming up. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. show i'm george camel joined today by rachel cruz just a moment ago rachel and i were talking about sororities i do not understand them she was trying to help me understand them i thought they don't set you up for adult life because someone is cooking for you (laughs) and doing your laundry i'm like isn't that what you should be learning to do in college so you can be an adult and then rachel cruz dropped uh just dropped a bomb in the conversation what happened rachel i know because you're not truly a kayo are you (sighs) i dropped the end of my junior year because i was engaged to for winston no not just for him but i'm like i was engaged i was interning at ramsey i was speaking i was like i'm i'm kind of i was done with college i was like i'm ready to move on to adult life all of it so i didn't want to go to the meetings if you don't go to the meetings you get fined it's this whole thing i don't even know if you knew that george yep it's true and you so anyways fined? so i i dropped and when you drop specifically kai omega they make you turn in your pin. Like I am not a legacy anymore, so I can't write a like rec. a cop turning in his badge. I can't. I can't write a rec for my girls. Like their only legacy they have. My sister was a Kayo, so she can write. I don't they know. They use the word and legacy. So, yes. Yes. Oh so all goodness. that to say, all that to say, technically, in like the legalistic world of so is sorority life, I technically am not a Kayomega, but I was. So if anyone has connections. To the president uh, to the of Kai Omega. To the president of Kai Omega. Reach out to Rachel <laughs> I think on Instagram. That their main like headquarters is in Texas. There's a supreme governing. This is council. what privilege sounds like. Wow. Oh, ow. Ouch. Ow. James, the producer, said this I did is pull what a privilege string. sounds I did like. Pull, I would. I would rewind my life for a minute ago and not have this conversation. <laughs> but you know what? This is the elitist classism I expected Stop! from a sorority. Oh my gosh. Anyways, that was my confession to George. That technically I'm claiming Kai Omega, and I can't claim it because I'm technically not one but anymore, truthfully I dropped. now rachel you love to work and i wanted to to move on with my i wanted to not be a college student you anymore. love a conspiracy theory and i have a new one that sororities and fraternities are scams created by colleges to make more money and keep you loyal to the alumni program that's my hot take uh true no, or false i know i think false hold on no, okay I don't, we'll get, so. we'll get, I don't think so we'll get into so. that later and fraternities are a different thing than sororities can i say that too uh oh. Yeah. Can we, you? We, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that. But okay. Know. Let's 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 move on. Let's. Move we on. didn't have beer pong at my very Christian private school, oh Rachel. Okay. We were good folks. Anyways, sure. Maria's on the line. She needs actual help, Sorry, and we're gonna Maria. try to help Maria out in Toledo. Maria, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, my question is regarding uh, our our housing costs. Me and my husband. Um, so last year we took a, a home equity line of credit out um, to make major necessary repairs to the house. Um, and we did that with the plan to sell the house once the repairs were made. 
because uh, the market was so high, right? We could get a ton for the house. Um, and so we made the repairs and we lifted the house and started looking at what we could afford. And it turned out that even if we spent as much as the bank said we could afford, the houses were definitely a downgrade from what we already had. Um, so we decided to take the house off the market and stay put. Um, so there's the history. Okay. Uh, currently, currently, our house costs are like this. We owe 57000 on our original mortgage loan at 4.125%, and we owe 24000 on the HELOC at 5.5%. Well, we got a call from the bank reminding us that our HELOC interest rate is variable, although it would never jump or decrease more than half a percent at a time. We are currently paying 600 a month for the original mortgage and 235 on the HELOC per month. But money is so tight that the 835 a month is really a problem for us. We're living paycheck to paycheck and using savings and credit to make up any difference that each month may have. Um, so I looked into refinancing in order to combine the monthly payment into a lower amount for us. The interest rate would be 5.25%. A 30-year refi would cost 659 a month. A 20-year would cost 778 a month. And a 15-year isn't really doable for us because it would be it would be more. It would be 875 a month. So my question is, I'm having trouble deciding if it's the best option for us to refinance because the original loan interest rate was only 4.125%. So the rate on one loan is lower than the current rate, and the rate on the other loan is higher. So I wanted to get your advice on should we refinance. Well, I'll tell you, Maria, based on everything you just shared, I'm less worried about interest rate and more worried about you guys living in a cycle of paycheck to paycheck. How much do you guys make a year, Maria? Um, we're a single-income ho uh, home. My husband makes um, about 55000 Okay. Do you guys have kids? We have three kids, and I homeschool, and that is non-negotiable. So um, me going to work isn't really an option to boost income. Okay. What does he do for work? Um, he does, like, audio-visual install. Well, not exactly IT, but um, he does, like, big-scale uh, where you put in access key cards to get into big businesses and stuff like that. Cool. Does he work for a company? He does. Okay. Could he do side work, you know, installing mounting TVs in the neighborhood, things like that, with his talent? He probably could, and I have entertained the idea of, like, cleaning houses um, when he's home, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to get creative right now. Long term, what other, we need to get income. Yeah, on. and what other debt? What other debt do you guys have? We uh, have 3000 in credit card debt. Now, okay. we could technically pay for that. We have 8000 in savings. Okay. But like I said, um, we're living in a cycle where we have to dip into savings fairly regularly so it's concerning to us yeah. to take that three thousand away i hear when that we might need it yes yeah i hear that okay is that the only debt do you guys have any cars or personal loans student loans no okay 
Yeah. So the biggest thing, Maria, is, you know, when when it comes down to it, you just looking at the math that you guys can't even with basically where how you're living right now, you're not it's not working right. The What the money coming in is going right back out and you're still in the red. So you're having to dip into savings and um, charging this charging some stuff on credit cards. So yeah, the cycle has to stop. George is right. And so you guys have to get so disciplined and make some changes. You really do. You have to be able to say, okay, uh, either we're going to have to up this income of the 55,000 and then that means changing jobs. I don't know what that means for him, but you guys have to bring in more money that is sustainable because you're, you know, we're not talking about anything crazy here. It's not like you guys have two car payments, two student loans, all of this. And when all that gets paid off, there's going to be a lot of margin because you guys are down to kind of just the necessities is what it feels like. And so what's hard is yeah. to create that margin. There has to be life change. And I don't, and that part of that could be cutting expenses uh, and upping income. Those are the two big ways that money flows. Money flows in and money flows out. And so looking at both okay. of those is going to be really, really important. And with the math, I would keep, yeah, the HELOC and the mortgage separate. And like George said, it's, yeah, the interest rate is, it's not going to, it's not going to completely change your life. Um, really having margin in your month to month budget will, uh, it's going to create breathing room. And I think a big part of that is income. Yeah. And looking okay. at the numbers here, 835, what's your take home pay? About 2900 mm. So we're talking almost a third of your take home pay is being eaten up by the mortgage, which the mortgage is 600 bucks. So what I would do, honestly, I'd pay off the credit card today, leaving with $5,000. And then I'm cutting up the cards and that's just yeah. not an option anymore. And we have to figure it out. And if we have any expenses come up, we're going to cash flow that and pause the debt snowball as we attack the HELOC. So that would be your next goal okay. is completely wipe out that HELOC, giving you back $235 in your life every month. And now we can breathe. And now this mortgage is affordable. And now we can actually save for college and pay off the house early and do all of these things. So we want to help you along this journey. I'm going to gift you one year of Financial Peace University and along with that, every dollar premium to help you guys make a plan for every single dollar coming in. Watch those videos as a family. Get fired up and say no more. We're cutting up the cards. Debt is not We're up in the income. And up in the income. And that's temporary. We, once we have the HELOC, we can breathe. We can stop all the side jobs and enjoy life again. But right now, it's go time. You got this. Hang on the line. Austin will pick up and we'll get you those gifts. Thanks so much for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you. Every time you hear someone do their debt-free scream on this show, it's because at some point they said, enough, I'm not living like this anymore, I've had it. And when you get mad like that and do what they did, your life will change too. And right now, inflation and your stupid credit cards are killing you. You've started to believe you're not in control of your money, but you're wrong. You have to decide to control what you can control, and that's you, your behavior. You have the power to change your future and Financial Peace University will show you how. This course will teach you the proven step-by-step -step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth. And you can do it too. Guys, stop letting debt and money stress control your life. Say enough 
and take back control. You can start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash enough. That's RamseySolutions.com slash enough. Marty joins us in Las Vegas. Marty, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you so much for grabbing my call. I'm so excited. We are very much excited, too. How can we help? So I have a question for you guys. Um, I got married about four going on five years ago, and I had purchased my house, my first house, when I was 20. So before I got married, I had my own house. Then we got married, we bought a house together, and we bought a vehicle together. Um, About two years ago, I sold that house. um, And well, first of all, I worked my butt off to pay it off. So by the time I sold it, it was 100%. Uh, free and clear. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I I had to work really, really, really hard um, to accomplish that. And to even buy a house at 20, I was, yeah, I I definitely had to work my butt off. But with, um, with that being said, my husband always said, you know, whatever you do or don't do with that house, like that's you because you, you did that. I didn't have like partake in it or he didn't put money towards it and stuff like that. So now, um, recently I've been, you know, kind of like buckling down and trying to get him more on the same page as finances as me. And two weeks ago, we had this wonderful conversation where I felt like, oh my God, like, you know, we're going to move forward together with finances and stuff like that. Uh, we are working on paying off our debt. The, we don't have any credit card debt. The only debt that we have is a car loan and then our house. Both of those together are 258000 which right now, um, through the sale of the house, and then I own a small business, I've always been more of a saver. I mean, I like to spend, but I've also been diligent about saving. I have about 430 cash um, that now I brought up the fact that, well, maybe I, you know, I should pay off the house, but my husband doesn't want me to do that because he believes that that is my money and that the house is ours and we should be tackling that together. So another thing that I wanted to do, it's always been a dream of mine to own um, a beach condo or, you know, somewhere like on the beach as a vacation. And it, it came an opportunity that we went to Mexico about two months ago and I loved where we stayed and they're building a new development that's right on the beach and they're selling condos there. So I wanted to go ahead and do that, but then I just don't, I, I already spoke to my accountant and he said, yeah, you know, go ahead. We looked at the numbers. Um, I could definitely pull it off, but then I kind of feel like I'm doing that and I can pay off our house. I just, I don't know, you know, which way to go right now. Great question. Well, if I'm in your shoes, which is how we answer questions on this show, the car mm-hmm. and the mortgage are paid off today and we're going to celebrate and you're going to tell your husband, listen, all of the good stuff and the bad stuff from our past, which in your case is good stuff, a paid-for house, is now our stuff. If you came in with student loan debt and he said, well, I feel like that's your student loan debt, so you can pay that. It's the same situation mm-hmm. on the flip side. You came in with yeah. a fully paid-for house and he gets the benefit of an awesome wife with a paid-for house. And so this is your money. Do you guys have combined bank accounts? Uh, yeah, so we have one combined bank account and then we do have separate um separate accounts each, I guess. Well, one of the things that maybe, and I don't know if this would, you know, if this, this would matter. So he was previously married and he has two kids and then we have two kids together. So I always said like my rental house, um, it was basically going to be passed on to my kids. 
So he always said, well, you know, you know, that's fine. Whatever you want to do with that, if you want to inherit our kids all that money, like, you know, you can go ahead and do that or, or whatever you wanted to do. So I think that's why he kind of feels like this house is our house. We should pay it off together. And then you could do whatever you want with that money um, aside. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hear what he's saying, but also I think more of it for me, Marty, is, is the spirit behind it. And it's still playing this game of yours and mine, yours and mine, yours mm-hmm. and mine. And and the deal is when you get married, this I feel like has become even more old school advice, which is just so funny to me. When yeah. you become married, you just become one in everything. Like we are taking on each other's lives together, hand in hand, and it's us mm-hmm. together. And the and the fastest for you guys, not only to win financially, but I think even more importantly, to to be united as a couple, it is it is all all of our chips are in. Like we are we are all in yeah. this together. And the more you kind of like split hairs between that and this, and well, it's this that, the more the the, the division is just naturally going to be there. And so I think for the healthiest marriage possible on the planet is to say like we no matter what, regardless like what George said, the good, the bad, the ugly, like we're locking arms. And the moment I say I do, I am. I am selflessly giving my life up to join another person. That is that is the holy commitment of marriage, and and it's an amazing thing when that starts to happen. And so, um, I would re- I would I I would I would sit down with him and just say, hey, this is what I've been wrestling with and what I think, and I think all of us combined, you know, to to be able to have the dream. Right to me, the dream would be for you a paid off house. Uh, you know, the car paid for and a condo in Mexico. That's a dream. I'm like, heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. So how do we get there together? Well, let's pay off the mortgage. When you don't have a mortgage, do you know how much you can save every month from that when you don't have a car payment and a mortgage? And you're going to, you know, you'll be able to pay, you'll still have money left over uh, from the sale of your house that you guys can combine and say, okay, what will it take to save up for this condo? And and you could just get to your dreams and your goals so much faster when you're not sitting there nitpicking everything. Of, well, that's yours. That's, 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 like, do this together. Let's just make a huge explosion with our lives and our money and like, let's get there. Let's get to Mexico. Preach, that's, Rachel. Preach. Take us goal. with you. I know. We'll, we'll come visit Marty. <laughs> but, yes. That exactly. plan just but feels very freeing to me. To how, be ma- like, how much do you guys make this. a year? I'm curious. Um, so so he was, he's a bartender at a steakhouse. So, you know, depending on tips and stuff like that, it varies. And with my small business, I would probably say we bring in around 150 a year, give or take. Okay. Yep. And how much is the condo? Uh, the condo is uh, 360 360 Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, man, you got a great jump start once the mortgage is paid off and the car is paid off to, for this condo. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys just killing it together and paying cash for it here in a few years. Yeah. And I just think it's, I think it's awesome. So, I love this plan. How much money do you guys have? You know, you, hit, you have the 430 in cash from the sale. How much other liquid cash do you have? So I have, uh, as far as liquid cash, together we have about 10000 in emergency savings. Okay. And that's about, yeah, and that's about it. Outside of the 430. Outside of the 430. And then outside of the 430, and that's another thing, um, retirement, I have about 60. Cool. So mm-hmm. what I would be doing, I'm going to lay out the plan very quickly and clearly before we end here. If you use all the proceeds, the 430, you pay off the mortgage in the car today, it leaves you with 172. You've got 10000 in the emergency fund. Now we can begin investing 15% of our income into retirement, and that 172 becomes the 
the starter fund for this condo, which making 150 and your income will be increasing over the next few years. With no payments in the world, you guys can save up another 100, 200,000 and pay cash for a condo within a few years. Yeah. And that's a decision we're going to make together. Every financial decision we make together, including your 430, including his whatever, we make every decision together, regardless of where the money came from, because we are one. We sleep in the same bed. So let's make decisions like that. Thank you. There you go, Marty. I hope you get through to him. You guys are crushing it. So proud of you guys. This is The Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Robin Williams once said, there's no shame in failing. The only shame is not giving things your best shot. R.I.P. All right, Dakota joins us up next in Madison, Wisconsin. Dakota, welcome to the show. Thank you, George and Rachel. I appreciate you guys taking my call today. Absolutely. How can we help? All right, so um, I am in baby step one currently, um, and I'm looking for side hustles. Um, And I was approached by a friend uh, of an opportunity um, to work with a company called Primerica, um, and they they mainly do work doing term life insurance, which is, um, you know, right up Dave's alley. Um, So I... I, everything that that he's he was talking about sounded pretty good um the only only kicker is that um it costs about a hundred dollars for the license to be able to um sell the insurance so I was wondering if if this would be a good opportunity for a side hustle or since I have to come out of pocket if i and since I'm in baby step one if I should try to find a more conventional, like maybe hourly paying job or, you know, some other kind of side hustle instead. Cool. It's a great question. Um, I'm trying to feel like, I feel like that they're set up almost like a MLM. Multi-level marketing style. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably with, why your buddy's pitching this. With insurance. To get you into this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, does that sound right? Do you like insurance, Dakota? Does it sound fun or is the opportunity the money side is um, that what kind of but what? yeah so it is definitely it's mainly the money side yeah. um but um he said that the company pretty much um teaches dave ramsey principles and you know i've been listening for years um and pretty much cut my debt my debt in half since listening but um yeah i, I you know i'm i'm interested in learning more about life insurance because you know eventually i'm going to need it but yeah, it was mainly the money that, yeah. that attracted me to it. Totally. Um, well, with the setup of it, I mean, I guess it's, I think it's up to you. I mean, there's a part of me that I kind of always just like being a, like just 
a one-to-one right as just a regular employee versus kind of being in a uh situation that you're i don't know the way the money flows i don't i i'm not 100 percent confident it is, it exactly is multi-level it marketing is. setup. It and is so for sure. It's I'm like, based I'm on recruiting and then you can make money from the commissions okay. on insurance. But truthfully, I wouldn't get tied up in it, Dakota. I think you can make just as much money doing other side hustles that don't pull you into this, that don't have initiation fees, which is a big way they, they make their money. And so I'm not mad at them. I, it's a legitimate company with a legitimate product that we would recommend, which is term life insurance. But I would steer you away from that and onto something else that you enjoy, number one, that can also pay well. So what are you doing right now full-time? Um, full-time, I am a, a BIM drafter. So I basically do all the construction uh, documents for a home builder in Wisconsin. Oh, cool. Are there opportunities outside of that where you could do something similar in the construction field? Um, well, As a contractor? I do have a, a, um, yeah, so I, I have a, a background in carpentry, which you know I love to, to build things. There we go. Um, I've, I've just been a little bit leery about uh, taking the dive into um, trying to find my own job. Um, everything's been kind of like found or, or the work that I've done on the side in carpentry has been through my father. So um, just a little nervous on that end. And nervous because you feel like you have to invest in equipment. Like what? what's the or that you're not going to have many leads. What's the what makes you nervous? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of both. Um, I, I mean, I have most of the tools that I would need to do basic jobs, but, um, yeah, being able to find, um, consistent work and then, um, I'm not sure how like insurance or if I need insurance, um, in order to, to create a business, um, starting off. Yeah. But if you just said one off pieces for people. Would that make would that bring in good money for a side for um, for a complete yeah, side I, hustle for a side hustle? Yeah, I, I, as long as I could keep on finding the work. Yeah. Do you live in a neighborhood, Dakota? Yeah, doesn't everybody? <laughs> exactly. And here's what I'm telling you: in your neighborhood, there are several several opportunities. And once people get wind that Dakota is is great with his hands, he does great carpentry work. Oh man, I need a table built. Oh man, I need the shelving built you will have leads out your eyeballs. You won't be able to keep up with the work because of how busy you are. So that's something I would recommend. There's probably a Facebook group for your community somewhere. I would jump in there and say, hey, I'm Dakota. Um, You know, I got a side hustle. I'm a carpenter. I can build this, this, and this. Here's some of my work. And as soon as you do some good work, that word gets around. And that can be some great side money that could be way more than you would have made with this Primerica deal. Okay. So okay. believe in yourself, man. You got a great skill that not a lot of people have these days, and a lot of people want that. So I would start too. there, and you can do a side hustle. You can do Uber Eats and DoorDash and dog sit and babysit and dog walk and mow lawns. There's so many ways you can make money. So do something right now that you can start today, and then try to get this carpentry side hustle off the ground. Okay. Okay. For sure. Yeah. We're cheering you on and on the debt free journey, uh, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, just one more quick question. Um, do you guys, I mean, I, this might get a little bit too in depth, but you guys happen to know if or when I would need insurance as a contractor? That's a great question. I would reach out to a, a carpenter in your area and see if they'd be willing to kind of uh, mentor you, get coffee and say, hey, here's how I built my business. Here's the point. Here's the threshold. Are you wanting to do this full time Dakota or just as a side hustle? Um, well, eventually I, I like to own my own, um, home building company, but, 
Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to go down that road, then George is right. Yeah. Find someone that's doing what you want to do and just say, hey, in the next five years, it's a dream of mine for that. But for this point to get you out of debt to pay the rest of your debt off just as a side hustle, just to build some stuff and, and sell it. Um, yeah, you wouldn't need insurance. But if you're going to start a full blown business, then yeah, that's a whole other a whole other discussion. Um, but yeah, that that's awesome. So I think one thing too to uh, circle back to not Primerica specifically, but a lot of people do multi level marketing, and a lot of women do that in you know if you're staying at home and all of that. And so always my my word of advice with that stuff is we're a lot of people make the money is the ones that get in not just early but they're recruiting so so if you feel like you're oh i'm really passionate about makeup or i'm really passionate about vitamins or whatever the thing is to make money good money lots of money in those companies it's not about the products themselves and selling them it really is the recruiting side so always just knowing that ahead of time because i feel like i've talked to many people and they're like oh man you know we paid the the fee to not just get in, yeah, not just to get in, but also to buy the product and all, you know, so on and so forth. And then I got in and you're burned out five months later because you realize, oh, wow, it wasn't as selling the product wasn't the main thing. It really is a recruiting tool. So just as a, you know, not right, wrong or indifferent, but I think that's just a good A lot of them require a lot of upfront money. You have to buy a certain amount of product and then you're stuck with that product. And if you want to get some real insider information, Google the company name and then income disclosure. And what you'll find is they legally have to disclose how much people make. And 98% of people don't make enough to live off of doing this. And a lot of people are doing it as side hustle, but very few are making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 doing these um, MLM gigs. So that makes me very leery on top of the fact that there's a lot of money you have to put in. Yeah. We're not mad at them, but I just, I do want people to be There's some legitimate ones that have good products is, and you know. Of what again, it is, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to lump them all into a, a one no, bad bucket. But it's important to know because I think it's always a conversation going on. But it wouldn't be my first choice for a side hustle if you're in baby step two and you need money quick. And you're Dakota and you can make stuff. I'm like, do you know how I much know. money people would make? If you're for in a- the trades, I'm telling you in my neighborhood Facebook group, if you are, if you work well, you show up on time, you do good work, you have good people skills, you are going to be like the the town's person carpenter. So, <laughs> love it. Good for you, Dakota. Awesome. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my fantastic co-host Rachel Cruz, all the folks in the booth, Austin, Ben, James. Zach's in there, Andrew's in there, the whole gang keeping the show afloat, and you, America. We appreciate you listening. We'll be back with you before you know it. Until then, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Do you love a good day, Brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. Ever wondered how to win in business and leadership? I'm George Camel, host of the Entree Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear exceptional advice, origin stories, and practical strategies for success. These weekly conversations with America's brightest business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs will help you succeed in all areas of business and leadership. Listen to the Entree Leadership Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. 
This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.